Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we're back again this week at Lagavulin to discuss everything that makes the newest 11-year Nick Offerman edition so uh, sought after by the you know the brand lovers and, of course, the park and rec lovers as well. Yeah. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Good. I love it. Me too. I'm super excited for this uh, this podcast. Of course, I'm excited for the uh, the whiskey, I know you're a huge Lagavulin fan. We're Parks yeah. and Rec fans, so we're really excited. And, of course, we've already done a Lagavulin episode, so we kind of know what we're dealing with. Um, and I say we just jump right on in, but I will give one warning. Throughout the entire podcast, I'm going to be throwing hilarious Ron Swanson quotes oh, out there. So you just, have to. just be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to start off the episode by saying clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. <laughs> Over of to course. you, Andy. Um. So for a full distillery history, uh, like John mentioned, uh, we did cover them previously in episode 104. So if you want that full breakdown of everything concerning Lagavulin, go listen to that episode. Um, but for just a brief recap of it, they were founded in 1816, uh, so about 100 and, or 206 years ago, um, on the island of Isla in Scotland, um, kind of like the southeastern portion of that island. Um and distillation on the grounds that now make up Lagavulin date all the way back to 1742. Um, although legal distillation pretty much was around, um, was only starting right around the time Lagavulin started up. Um, because right previous to Lagavulin, there were two different distilleries on the same ground that basically merged and then formed Lagavulin. And that's when they were able to um, make up, you know, legal distillation, at least per Scotland law. Sure. Um, Prepare to experience true freedom and bliss <laughs> when you drink a lager of wool. Um, and you know that was that was a roughly when those two merged was when Lagavulin was as we know it founded, and that's when the legal distillation began. Uh, and of course, they're one that you know. For anybody that knows their scotches, especially Isla scotches, um, the nectar of the gods. Yeah, they're um, you know they traditionally use peat to smoke and stop the um, germination process in their barley. Since they're only a single malt, using only malted barley, um, they use the peat to smoke and dry their um, barley, thus resulting in not only a heavier smoke flavor on their uh, scotches but also a being on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean very near to a coast very briny and seaweedy taste Um, kind of similar to what like Laphroaig or Ardbeg um, some other scotches like that have way better than some of these like fruity colory drinks you got out there because I don't drink from that portion of the color spectrum (laughs) yeah but, um, you know, that's basically Lagavulin as a whole. Um, going into the Offerman edition specifically, because um, this was this is, if you will, a special edition of Lagavulin. And it's obviously, to an extent, a celebrity whiskey. Uh, you know, we've seen those in America and a few other ones uh, elsewhere in just 
alcohol as a whole, at least hard alcohol and wine as a whole. For sure. Um, but the Offerman edition, uh, this was something that was originally brought, I want to say in 2014, or at least the idea was uh, Nick Offerman approached Logvulin in 2014 um, as a collaboration between him and Logvulin um, to make a whiskey. And it wasn't something like most celebrity whiskeys where it's like, oh, hey, you're going to go to a distillery and say, hey, I want to try to make this type of, you know, whiskey or this type of um, liquor or wine, and then they just do it to what your specifications are. He said, basically, you know, listen, I want to respect what Lockevulin is. I want to respect the brand because he is, you know, if you've listened to interviews of him or even watched, as you said, John, a... um, and we're a fan of Parks and Rec, his character on there, uh, Ron Swanson, even the show director, Mike Schur, um, are big fans of the brand. So right. he wanted to res- basically respect what the brand was while making his own version yep. of Logville and Distillate. Nick Offerman even said, you know, if you go back and look at a lot of that stuff, like Ron's trip to Logville in Parks and Rec... He said you might see a tear rolling down his face. He is clearly a very big fan of Lagavu, yeah. and that's obviously why he got into this. Yeah, and it was something, I think that was or actually how, I I don't know that this is definitively how he won the role for Ron Swanson, but it was how him and Mike Schur, both being fans of Lagavu, uh, connected over the brand and sure. over Parks and Rec as a show. Um. But of course, a lot of the you know a lot of that work pre twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen began um, on at least on Offerman's end um, began as the character Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec, um, you know, and like I said, it was also Mike Schur who's done Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Office, other um, you know amazing American television shows for NBC. That's how they at least partially connected because they were both fans of it. Of course. Uh, and, and that was how he got, ended up being able, at least in part on the show, to getting to the distillery. Right. And uh, Ron Swanson was famously asked by Anne on the show, how many drinks of alcohol do you consume a week? And he said one. And she says, that's it? One drink? He goes, one, one shelf. shelf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think, I think there was only one other whiskey that I think he ended up drinking and it was the time Leslie Nope accidentally shot him in the head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oban Scotch. That was the only one I've oh, ever seen it? him drink Oban. on the show. Oh, nice. was Oban. Other than Lagavulin. Other than Lagavulin, of course, yeah. yes. And, of course, if you have to deal with an Anne in your life, which we all have, <laughs> as Ron Swanson says, quote, put some alcohol in your mouth to block the words coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was really where it you know started for this collaboration was just that love is... Obviously a character, but deep-rooted in him loving it as an actual actor in person. Um, So he approached him in 2014, and that was when they first... Either 2014 or 2015 was when they first released the uh, Offerman editions, which are, I think, traditionally an 11-year-old offering out of Logavulin. And it's not something... um, Kind of as I alluded to earlier, it's not something like most celebrity whiskeys where they say, go to a distillery like MGP, at least in America, go to a distillery and say, hey, so-and-so, I want to make a bourbon. Can you do it to the specifications? Like, he has really tried to honor Logvulin and what it is and say, 
you know, work, actually work with them to create this 11-year-old expression. Right. Um, this year, of course, it's an 11-year-old charred oak um, expression. But he's worked with them instead of just saying, hey, make it to this standard, sell it. Right. Um, like some other brands like Sweetens Cove or, you know, if you will, even Long Branch out of uh, Wild Turkey uh, with Matthew McConaughey. Right. Um, he's actually, as an enthusiast and a collaborator, wanting to work with Lagavulin as a brand to make the product and not just say, hey, make it to my specifications. Yeah. It's like, let's um, work together. It's a true collaboration. Exactly. Um, from, so people, so from people who obviously appreciate whiskey and Lagavulin to someone who obviously appreciates it in Ron Swanson and Nick Offerman. Exactly. And so it's something that's truly, you know, having now, at least with this bottle, bottle, bottle of it, and then tried it another edition previous to it. You know, it's something that it tastes like Lagavulin and drinks like Lagavulin instead of sitting there just being some shell of what Lagavulin could or should be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you like the brand. Yeah. Um, and it's a special edition for Lagavulin. Um, and like I said, it's a collab. In being a special edition, it's a collaboration between him as an actor and the distillery instead of just the whole, oh, hey, do it to what I want to do it. Right. Just some marketing ploy, if you will. For sure. Um, and it's something, you know, within that, it's something that Lagavulin's already making. He's just working within the process to say, hey, I think this is the right time to release it. Gotcha. Um, and at least with this year's, uh, as I mentioned just a minute or two ago, with this year's release, um, being the 2022 release, that is, um, it's an 11-year-old Charno cask. Came in an amazing uh, box, actually gorgeous box, one of the best boxes in, in whiskey that I've ever seen a whiskey bottle come in. Uh, it kind of came in a um, classic Lagavulin box, but it had like a lot of like the char hmm. and the um, embers coming up like off a of fire, oh, if nice. you will, to resemble that that charred oak cask. Yeah. Well, for we, it, are we ready to give it a to do the tasting? Yeah, for the twenty twenty two Offerman expression, let's mm-hmm. do it. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Very peaty. Yeah, very peaty, but it's it's not quite like it. The nose at least resembles to me a little bit more like their. Um, 2016, like 12-year-old, their 200-year anniversary 12-year-old release, or the 8-year-old, it's a little bit lighter on that smoke in the peat to me. Yeah. Well, let's do the palette. Uh, before we do, I just want to do a quick toast of to Lagavulin, to Nick Offerman, and of course to Ron Swanson. And in the words of Ron Swanson, there is no wrong way to consume alcohol. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. I like it. Yeah, very good. It's still very peaty, which is I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, but it's it, not like overwhelming or anything. Yeah, it is. It, it the peat, like I said, it the nose and the palate are they're a little bit lighter, kind of to me similar to what like their Lagavulin's eight year is. Yeah, um, that you can come and find. Um, it's a little bit lighter there on the nose and the palate. You get a little bit while well, you still get that smoke in the peat there. You get a lot more of the brine, that seaweed note, like oh yeah, definitely barrel aged, even some like barrel aged fruit notes, something like that on it on the palate. Yeah, absolutely. I can't couldn't agree more. 
All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share every episode of Distilled Discussions. Please tell your friends about us. Follow us on Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.